0: Coach Harson and I met five years ago, and we were in a pool. Don't ask why. And I remember thinking, I like that guy. You are Locked on Auburn, your daily podcast on the Auburn Tigers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You like that open? I like that open. <laughs> I like that open. It's, uh, yeah, I'm going to miss the old one. But I really like that one. Yeah, we had to move on.
1: Yes. we had to move on. KJ's moving on to bigger and better things. Right. Getting invited to the combine and all that good stuff. We right. got to move on. Yeah, happy Ferg Friday, everyone. I'm Zach Blackerby, Justin Ferguson with the Auburn Observer joining us today. Uh, how's um how's how's the content been? I mean, we are it, the off season is upon us.
0: Yeah, it's it was a busy week for me because I kind of hit a point. Um, where I'm like, all right, we need spring football to, to come around because I'm kind of tapping out on ideas at this point. Um, you know, when you pull out the depth chart, it's like, oh, yeah. okay, it's here. Well, the other thing, the other thing there is like, I mean, not to get too inside baseball here, but like it was like, ah, it's March, and then I was, And then my other thought process, and I'll, I'll be completely honest with you, complete my my thought process was it's like if I do it now, I'll beat everybody <laughs> to doing it because no one like there are people who have done it you know, when the year started, and I didn't do one then, and so my thought process was like, all right, maybe I can get, maybe I get some more eyeballs on it if I'm the first one out. And sure. So, uh, that was, a, it was a lot, but yeah, putting out the depth chart on, on Monday and Tuesday this week uh, was a lot of fun, but uh, a lot of time, too, especially trying to figure out the defense. So, I actually have more questions on the
1: offensive side of okay. the ball. How did you choose to do the receivers? Yeah, did you act like it was just the same thing that Auburn has been doing? So,
0: if you go and look at Boise State's offense and Mike Bobo's offense in the past, they use the same kind of uh, same kind of terminology X Z H. I mean, it's it's very standard. Um, so yeah, I mean I, the 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 slot is where things kind of get a little dicey usually, but yeah, just like these guys make sense if split ends, these guys make sense if slankers. Kind of going back and looking at where guys lined up last season more often than not, and trying to trying to piece it around that way. So, um, so you had
1: Capers and Canyon
0: mm-hmm. at the same position, and, and 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 I could see I could see that you know if Canyon breaks out and plays like he did in the bowl game, in, in the bowl game, you can move him to the outside, you can move him to the slot. I mean, those guys could all kind of move around, but you know, it, it was one of those things where it's like all right, gun to your head, who do you think the top three receivers are? Oh, I just went with the top three guys from last season that are back in Capers-Hudson and Shed-Jackson. And it's like, all right, where do those kind of guys kind of fit in most together? And then, of course, Canyon was next in line. But, like, I mean, that the thing about Auburn's receivers over the last couple of cycles has been, and I've said it before, for a long time, Auburn said we're going to get tall receivers and we're going to get small fast receivers, and they're like, "Well, what if we got some tall fast receivers?" <laughs> and so you have Xavier Capers, and you have a guy like Elijah Canyon who's got some real deal speed. Yeah, Malcolm Johnson's not short either uh, by any means. Like, there's a bunch of bigger dudes that can that, that that have got some speed. JJ Evans as well, like, have got some speed to him. So it's what makes it a thing. I think the lines kind of get blurred a little bit.
1: Yeah. I just I really want to see Canyon and Capers on the field at the same oh, yeah. time. Um just because of that size, it really creates issues where it's like when you're a safety and you've got to kind of help give backup support on, you know, the outside of the field one way or the other and it's yep. like, well, you're going to have a mismatch on the field from a size standpoint. Now, obviously can they get open and, and and things like that and you know, complete the catch and all that. There's a lot that goes into it, but I like the idea of that.
0: Yeah, and my thing with Canyon is, is like, and it, this is all going to be wide open, fresh shut eyes, clean slate, whatever you want to call it. My thing with Canyon is, is like, he did not play hardly at all until that bowl game because he had to. Right. So again, I thought he played. I thought he played well. He's got the skill talent, but like, is it was that a was that a one off or is that something he can build on in the spring? And I don't know yet. But I'd be very, I I also said. Um, and I think I said this on the podcast that w- that we did on Thursday, okay, uh, with Painter. It's like there's always a receiver, even back under Gus, There's always a receiver who breaks out in spring ball. Where you look at him, you're like, oh, you weren't necessarily thinking he was going to be one of the top guys. Who's that going to be? And there are like five or six candidates for that job, um, you know. In this, and I, and I think Canyon's one of them. And at least we know what Canyon can do when he gets opportunities because you know his opportunities that he got against Northwestern, uh, he made he made a pretty good work of him.
1: And I think whatever players have done prior to spring training matters zero.
0: Yeah, I mean, especially with the new staff. Especially with the new staff.
1: Harson's going to have no problem going in and saying, I don't care what you've done. And there's going to be some guys that may have been starters or in the rotation that... Fall down the depth chart because they were Gus guys or Kevin Steele guys or whatever, mm-hmm. and now you know Harson's going to pick his group of people,
0: and that's what makes projecting this thing such a challenge. Impossible. Like, it's like yeah, you're just like all right, well, what's the best thing you can base this off of right now? And what I what I found was is all right, all right, let's just lean on experience at this point. It's like in my depth chart projection, I have Demetrius Davis as the fourth quarterback, not because I think he's the fourth best quarterback, not because I think by the time Fault rolls around he'll be the fourth quarterback. That's just where he is right now. Let's see what he does when he gets more. When well, he gets some more experience here, you know, in spring ball, and I think you know he could definitely shoot up the depth chart very, very quickly.
1: Not to give too much away because people need to go to auburnobserver.com dot com to sign up for all of this. But Frazier was lower on the tight end list than I was expecting.
0: Yeah, and and, and that was just based on reps, basically, um, kind of where they are at right now. John Samishanker kind of can do everything. He's up there. Luke Deal out snapped piece, and then and then there's Frazier. It's just we didn't see a ton of, Fra- of Frazier last season. Um, I'm sure that is going to change because not only, not only do you have coaches in Harson and Bobo that have had plenty of experience running two tight end sets, which is something Harvard did a decent bit last year. You don't have a whole lot of experience at wide receiver, uh-huh. so that tight end position is going to have to c- contribute a bit a big way. Nothing against Luke Deal, not even anything against JJ Pegues or John Samuschenker. Those guys aren't necessarily the receiving. They don't have the receiving potential of a guy like Frazier because they're not six seven, mm-hmm. and they're not they can't jump out of uh, out of the stadium like that. That's where I think Frazier can make a big move up. Like I wouldn't be surprised at all. We get to the end of spring ball after a day, and we're like, Brandon Frazier is going to be a big part of this offense next season because I he's got he's got all the talent in the world. I think, and and you can't teach some of the things he has. So, folks in the
1: Locked On Auburn Discord. I put up, up in the pod questions channel. I put out a thing. Does anybody have questions for Jay Ferg? We're recording tomorrow, mm-hmm. and we got some good ones. You want right. to? You cool answering a few? Yeah, let's do it. Uh, the first one from Tig Eagle says, "Make him give his favorite dad joke." You got any of those you just can pull out? Ooh, favorite dad joke.
0: Uh, I don't know. Do it's, you have
1: one? Um, I'm never buying Velcro again. What's that Velcro?
0: Yeah, <laughs> it's it's a ripoff. Uh. all right how about this i will try to think in the back of my head that's during fine. this, and if i pull it pull out by the end of the episode i should be able to
1: get that's one. fine um all right so two people sent like at the exact same time hp 23 bomber and bine um, <laughs> they, they both ask um you're very high on alan flanagan yes. and they want you to defend alan flanagan because a lot of the auburn fan base is not happy with him
0: Yeah, and that's that's insane. I mean, why is it insane? The the reason the reason he has struggled like with turnovers and stuff like this season. I think that's probably the
1: big thing, right? That most people are upset with. Yeah, Yeah,
0: I mean, those that's trouble. But like, he's playing a position he's not geared to do. You're asking him to do something completely different. Um, when he gets to play his role, and we've seen this a few times, we definitely saw this with Sheree Cooper. When he gets to play his role, I don't think there is a better non-big man rebounder on the team. I don't think there's a better wing defender on the team. I don't think there's a better guy who can go get his shot. Cooper, you know, notwithstanding, but, like, he, he, he's a really, really good basketball player. Sure. And statistically, he's done stuff this season that if, like, again, turnovers are turnovers. But for a guy who last season was a liability on the offensive end, to be arguably your second best offensive player this season shows the progress he's made. And he's done it while not being able to play his natural position the whole time. Mm -hmm. And so he's a really, really good basketball He's not perfect. I mean, none of these dudes are. The turnovers are an issue. And even if he wasn't having a play point guard, he still, at at wing, has has some turnover problems. But he does everything else that you want to do and what you need from a wing like this in this system. And, um, I mean, he's got... He's got a lot of he's got a lot of room to still grow. Yeah, and I, and I think he's going to be a really good piece next year.
1: I think that's a great answer. I think that's a great answer. Justin Ferguson joining us. This is Locked On Auburn. Today's show brought to you by our good friends at BetOnline.ag. We talk about it all the time. It is the best, the best place to place all of your uh, sports wagering. You can even bet on things outside of sports, live events, award shows. If you're one of the three people that still watch those kinds of things, but. Hey, maybe uh, if, you, uh, if you live bet, some of these things will be more interesting, and more people will be into it. So, yeah, betonline.ag. It's free to make an account, and it's also, I mean, you can, you can get some money back when you make an account at betonline.ag. Use promo code On LOCKEDON, L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, to receive a 50% welcome bonus. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts.
0: Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
1: All right, Justin, so we got more uh, more fan questions. Um, Tyler asked you to name your top five Auburn players that you actually watch regardless of sport. Mm. The actually word is interesting. So your top five Auburn players that you've been able to watch, I guess, either as a Either growing up or um, you know covering them. Okay, top uh, five, just kind of shoot from the hip, I guess. Yeah,
0: yeah. I mean, Cam Newton has to be the top. Yeah, I think he might be the best. It <laughs> might be the best college quarterback who's ever lived. Um, even though he had just one season, um, yeah. I mean, I, I went back and people were talking about him earlier this week, uh, for some things, and I went back and watched and I Auburn fans know it but I think in the lore of Cam Newton it gets overlooked the the die, the touchdown dive against South Carolina mm-hmm. when he like took off from like the seven I mean there're only like a handful of people who have ever played the quarterback position who can
1: do that it's crazy I forget I forget every year and every offseason I go back and watch a lot of that 2010 season and you just forget one how much he was used and two like yeah. the pieces that were around him were really good college football players but like they weren't great. Like mm-hmm. he was the only guy to like make it in the NFL, and like you had Nick Fairley, and like that was it. And like it, it's amazing what he was able to do. Yeah, they
0: had three offensive linemen drafted in that in, from that team. The highest one was a fifth rounder. The other two were, were seventh rounders. They all combined to start one game in the NFL. Unreal. Yeah,
1: and his number one guy, Darvin, like right. I mean, he he never. He, I think he made the Panthers practice squad for a
0: little bit, and that was it. Um, I will go with. Also, and I guess this is really no particular order after this. I'm gonna sure. go I'm gonna go with Derrick Brown. I think Derek Brown I've said it before, I think Derrick Brown is the most talented defensive player in Auburn history. Um and I know a lot of people will point to Fairley, a lot of people will point to Tracy Rocker, they'll right. point point to a lot of those guys. I think what Derek kinda like Cam Newton. There are only a few people on planet Earth who can do things that he did at his size, and he was – I mean, especially the, his last season, he was a game wrecker every time he stepped onto the field. Um, so I'll put Derrick Brown on there. Um, let's see. Basketball, I'll try to throw in a couple of basketball ones here. Jared Harper going to make it? Ah, really? I'm. You know, it's the thing was like I really like Jared a lot, but – you know I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go a little old school here. I'm gonna go a little old school here. And uh, Tay Waller, <laughs> yes, Tay Waller, um, <laughs> Lucas Hargrove. I, I I'm gonna go a little old school here, and I'm gonna go with Chris Porter. Okay, uh, Chris Porter um, was, I mean, mesmer- mesmerizing growing up watching him and the things that he could do on a basketball floor. Uh, the dunks especially were were kind of crazy sure. growing up, and and that that early experience kind of watching basketball is the. With those early, those late 90s Auburn teams was a lot of fun. Um, you know what? I'll go with Jared at four, I'll go with Jared there. And, and, and I like and I like Jared a lot because he was one of those guys that you know, not only did he make everybody else better around it, but like man had an attitude and was just fearless on the floor. And you know, if he was three inches taller, I mean, we'd be looking at him like he's Damian Lillard or something yeah, like you're that right. right now. So I like him as well. And then my fifth, my fifth one. We get a special shout out here. Um, it, it it did not. Well, I guess I was already off the off that beat by the by the time all the horrible stuff that happened there went down. But the couple years I covered Auburn softball, okay. I want to shout out Casey Cooper. I think Casey Cooper was an absolute machine. Um, I don't watch, think there's any doubt. And watching her play was 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 pretty cool. Like it would be funny when we would we would cover her and it would be like. She felt like she was in a slump or whatever. She'd be irritated after games about how she played, and she's still batting like 430 or something like that. Um, she was awesome. She was, a, she was an awesome player to player to watch. So I'll go, I'll go with Coop there uh, to, to round out that list.
1: Sure. Okay. Sweet. No, thank you for uh, rolling with the punches there. I didn't tell you I was going to do this. Yeah, that was good. Uh, we got another one. Could you ask him what he thinks about JT Thor's
0: upside? Like, how good can that guy be? J.T. Thor is upside his lottery pick in the NBA draft. Um, I don't know how high, high, high he will be able to go, but um, I feel like I'm just kind of saying this over and over again, but, like, you know, at his size, when he kind of gets to the basket, like that Euro step that he had in the game against Kentucky, it was d- pretty. Dudes, dudes of that size don't, don't really do that that much. He's got to get bigger. I think if he gets bigger and, and you know, thicker this offseason, which is going to be helpful for him, and still maintains that athleticism, that that face-up game, that explosiveness. Yeah, um, he's going to be in a really good spot because he's kind of like he's kind of like the future of basketball rolled into one. If mm-hmm. you can do everything and you also have Super insane long. length, yeah, uh, it's kind of crazy. And and I've said it several times this year, but he has the same dimensions. If his wingspan is the same as as what we believe it is, he has the same dimensions as Giannis. <laughs> that. You know those He's guys. Good. Those guys are rare. Those guys are very, very rare. Um, the the weight thing is
1: interesting because yeah. I, I think it's very clear you got to watch him. But then the question is like, how much do you want to put on him? I was having this conversation with that, Jaws the other day. Yeah. And it's like, do you want fifteen pounds? Can you go more than that? Like, how much can that frame handle? It's long, so I think it can handle a good bit of size. He's so but, skinny. <laughs> yeah. But it's like, what is what does that look like? Because you don't want to you don't want to lose any of that movement.
0: Right. And. That's what makes things interesting moving forward for Auburn because it's like, what do you do in the front court next season? Yeah. Because if JT Thor is bigger and better, that's a dude you have to play a lot. Jalen Williams has been your best player this season, and I think he continues to be a guy who can grow and get better in the system. And then, oh, by the way, Jabari Smith is 6'10", and I don't know if you saw his stat line uh, the other night. They played in the quarterfinal game in the state, and he was like, I think it said it was, he was 26 and 22 or something like that. He had, a, he had a double-double where both of his points and his rebounds were above the 20s, and he had nearly 10 blocks. He, oh had, he nearly had gosh. a triple-double with blocks. That's crazy. Um, oh, and Dylan Cardwell is your biggest body and is a guy that you want out there a decent bit because of what he can do rebounding and if he can – improve his improve his offensive game, he can be a real, real weapon. And oh stretch out and bowl is probably your best run protector and rebounder in short spurts on the floor. So like I don't know how you figure out all those minutes next season. It's a good problem to have but it's a lot still of size. still gonna be still going to be something that is going to be weird to for them to figure out. Yeah, even look out. at your guards,
1: like Powell's a pretty big guard yeah. too. And when you when you get that in it then it's like what is you know, you, you get the feeling if Cooper leaves, you get the feeling that they're going to get a grad transfer point guard. They would like, have to, yeah. Yeah. So it's like, what does that look like yep. you know, from a size standpoint? But absolutely. All right. Justin Ferguson joining us. This is Locked on Auburn. Give us an update on uh, what's going on at the Auburn Observer.
0: Well, like I we said, we had the depth chart uh, come out earlier this week, projections on both sides of the ball. You can check that out at auburnobserver.com. Um, you yeah, know, I had a, had a premium podcast on Thursday where we ran down that and talked about the, uh, the Auburn Alabama basketball game, like to head to the Mississippi State game coming up on Saturday. Uh, mailbag up on friday when you're listening to this and um we are getting closer and closer to spring ball uh the fact right. that that basketball is coming to an end uh means we're going to be switching harder into football mode here uh, for the next next few months all right so more uh, more listener questions phoenix
1: from tennessee wants to know your favorite star wars episode that's been trendy because brad larondo earlier this week yes. and also your favorite player from each major sport which you kind of already touched on
0: Okay, um, so Star Wars. Uh, I told you this before we started recording. Um, I have only seen two Star Wars movies all the way through. Never what? really, got, never really got into it. Um, I think it's one of those things where it's like you're such a film guy that really does surprise me, right? It, and I think it's one of those things where it's like a lot of Star, like for people our age and definitely younger, it's like a lot of people. I think their Star Wars fandom like you gets passed on from their parents if their parents liked it. My parents like my dad wasn't into it sure um so like i don't it never it was never really around it um i watched the first one of the new trilogy uh, in theaters and i was like ah, oh, this is all right and then i watched the original and i was like ah okay <laughs> so i mean i guess i there's only two i can really pick from and uh, so four
1: I, and seven yeah
0: i guess i'll go with four okay i guess, I guess. a new hope all right
1: yeah. and then a uh, favorite player from each major sport so i guess you like right now you know, let's change let's change it a little bit. Let's go anything. It doesn't have to be Auburn. Let's go okay. let's go ever any sport. Ever any sport. Um so 'cause your Auburn one, you kind of just said it, right? With with Cam and, yeah, and it, Porter.
0: Well I would say Cam yeah, Cam and Porter definitely were the ones, you know, growing up for me that were the that were the big ones um uh, from there from there. I will say Um I'll go I'll go football wise. I think my favorite player i've ever really i mean i really really liked is michael vick okay he's a huge michael vick guy okay um and i know that's got some <laughs> got some loaded yeah <laughs> <laughs> <I was> like, <laughs> <"Wow>, <laughs> all right to, uh, we're doing this yeah okay. uh michael vick uh basketball basketball is steph curry uh and that's no surprise for anybody who follows me and knows me right um baseball guy who's current right now um uh, ron lacuna jr okay he's pretty much solely got me into watching baseball again he's fun man and uh i'll throw one in there i know it's not a major sport for a lot of people but um for soccer uh my all-time goat and i know he doesn't have the statistical marks to compare to Lionel Messi but my all-time goat will always be Cristiano Ronaldo because he helped uh, my Manchester United win a Champions League title when i was when i was growing up so well that's huge yes that's
1: huge um all
0: right we mentioned you're a film
1: guy somebody asked i can't find it now the favorite thing that you've watched since quarantine started.
0: Tyler asked that since quarantine started. Wow, so that's been a year. That's <laughs> been a year. All right. Um, uh, okay. So movie wise, you know there wasn't a ton of movies that came out. I don't know if you know this or not, but not a lot of movies came out last year. <laughs> right. The year, uh, you know, the past year, pretty much everything just stopped. Actually. Yes. Um, so I, I, I will go. You know, it's probably going to end up being kind of like a tie for me for a lot of, for a lot of things. That's okay. Um, I really, really enjoyed. Um, I really enjoyed uh, Judas and the Black Messiah, which came out recently. Yeah, uh, that's a recent of, one. Yeah. Story of Fred Hampton uh, is really, really good movie. Um, I'll go three way tie the three movies. I think I would have put up four and a half star, five star ratings in there. That one, uh, Promising Young Woman, which is a really, really good kind of suspense kind of movie um, that came out. Earlier this year, or no, late late last year. Okay, and um, Palm Springs, which uh, if you haven't watched that yet, it's a really, really really cool uh, movie on Hulu. Um, Andy Samberg uh, is in it. Uh, Christina Milatti's in it. Uh, it's 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 a very. Oh, is that the
1: Groundhog Day? Yeah, I
0: I did watch it. I loved it. Yeah, it was awesome. I did watch it. I didn't yeah. know the name of it. Yeah, yeah, so I thought that was cool. Yeah, give me that's a three way tie. Those are the three movies that I've watched in the past year where I'm like. I will ride for that movie. Like that's okay. those are those are really good movies. Um, intern Jaws with the big question. Okay.
1: All right. Over under for these yards per game for Auburn in twenty twenty one. So over under. Oh boy. On offense, two hundred rushing yards per game. Over under.
0: Uh, I. You know what? I haven't thought in per game stats in a long time, so I'm having <laughs> okay. I'm having to adjust. Two hundred feels a little high. So I'm gonna go under. Wow. Okay, that surprised me slightly.
1: Two thirty passing per game. If you go under on both of them, no, I think people I'll, may freak out. Yeah, no, I'll go over there. Okay, I'll go
0: over there. And I might, and I, might, and I might end up being wrong with the rush. And I'm just thinking like, yeah, that was that's gonna be tough. I don't know. Over under 800 yard receiver. 800 yard receiver. Um, under. They're all going to, it's, it's going to be even more spread out than what we <laughs> thought was for That's the crazy. last That'd be years. crazy,
1: but that'd probably be a good thing. Uh, on defense, allowing 160 rushing yards per game over under.
0: Man, I don't even know what 160 looks like in 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 normal game terms. Uh, it's probably under,
1: right? Yeah, uh, I, yeah. I think the defense is going to be good at stopping the run.
0: Right. I think the linebackers coming back are going to be. Big. Okay. Jaws is saying
1: this is what the defense gave up this year, this past year.
0: Oh, Okay. Um, so are they better
1: or worse at stopping the runs uh, from a yards per game than last year? I think they could be better. under. I'm throwing you on the spot so much today. Yeah. Please come back next week. <laughs> That's all good. Um, all right,
0: 240 passing um, per game. Under. I think this defense has a chance to be a lot better on both sides of the ball. I also think that this multiple offense and the way they kind of go about things on the offensive side of the ball, if we're going to go for yards per game metrics, um, they might be lower on the defense side because then the offense might... Be playing at a at a slower pace than what we'd be used to been used to been seeing under under Gus Malzahn. And then
1: last one over under ninety tackles for Owen Papo. <laughs>
0: he had eighty two last
1: year. Over. Then obviously more games. Yeah, yeah I, I think so too.
0: I think Zacobe is the one that would be interesting. Like how many how many tackles could Zacoby McClain get this year if he was? Yeah. I think he oh, he had more tackles per game than any Auburn player since Carlos Dansby. I think that's right. It's a crazy stat. Yeah, it was something something along those lines. The craziest stat for me, though, still is uh, Tank Bigsby averaged more yards per carry than any leading running back at Auburn since 1993. Why is that not talked about, more? I don't know, man. I don't know. And, like, everybody knows Tank is good. Um, somebody asked me this week for my mailbag. It's like, is he the best running back in college football coming back next season? It's like, I pro football focus thinks so. And I had to go back and look to see who – Who's all coming back in college? College ball this year because this was a big running back class that went to the NFL with mm-hmm. Najee and Etienne and, and you know both those guys from Carolina and, and guys like that. I'm very very curious to see Chuba also as well, but um, I'm very curious to see who would even be in that discussion because doing all that behind a not awesome offensive line as a freshman in a weird year is uh, shows you how talented this guy is.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Well, cool. All right, those are all the ones we're going to ask because <laughs> I feel bad putting you on the spot. No, it's so much. all good.
0: You know, it keeps me on my toes. I uh, I don't have a dad joke that I can think of off the top of my head. I'm sorry, I all. forgot I asked you that. Yeah, yeah I, uh, that's all right. I, I apologize to to ever ask that. That's okay. But no, that was fun. That was fun. I like I like some of those. the The stat ones it's like I'll be honest. I don't deal a lot with uh, with yards per game stats because I don't like I don't like yards per game stats. I, like, I like yards per play because it's it's uh, tempo proof. Yeah, if team runs, if team runs a really fast offense, they're going to have higher numbers than you know, a really efficient offense that might play at a slower pace. Um,
1: Which Harson, it seems like he likes to slow it down a little bit and just run the best play that is in that situation. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I don't think you're going to look different.
0: There are going to be times where they go tempo. It's, his tempo is very much kind of like what we've seen in the you know, I think his NFL is kind of the best way to go about it because like there's sometimes where you huddle up, sometimes you want to um, go, you know, no huddle, but. Play at a play at yeah. a at a real deliberate pace and then sometimes you want to go full full NASCAR and um you know, I think they're gonna mix it up a lot. That's that's kind of his whole thing is mix up everything. And, no, I love it. And you can't and you can't uh, can't predict what's about to happen to you.
1: Give us the details one more time of all the stuff you got going on,
0: man. AuburnObserver.com, dot sixty dollars a month or sixty dollars a year, you can sign up for that. Get everything emailed to your inbox, several stories a week, a couple of podcasts as well. We got a free podcast. It comes out on sundays most uh most weekends um you can check that out wherever you listen to your podcast and uh yeah. Uh, yeah and with, read the depth
1: chart with with spring stuff about to get going mm-hmm. uh, this is a must sign up if you want to be in the know with all uh, Auburn um, stuff so Justin thank you so much once again sorry for putting you on the spot
0: please come back <laughs> this next is, week this is that, that was fun actually like, okay I, like, I have I have I have no issues at all being put on the spot okay keeps, keeps me on my toes perfect perfect. that's Justin Ferguson
1: auburnobserver.com we'll be back on Monday to recap the weekend this has been locked on Auburn.